What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Above the Ice and Into the Numbers with your boys, Christian, David, and Julian. And as somebody who hates recency bias, I just want to say at the trade deadline, the Leafs should go for Nick Schmaltz. I've always believed that. Nick Schmaltz is a superstar. Always <laughs> believed it. Seven point night. And Jason Robertson. We should, we should trade for him too. Yeah. Now oh, we yeah. need more forwards. More forwards. <laughs> and Phil Kessel. And we're back. Yeah, that's the most important <laughs> player. <laughs> we're back. How are you guys doing? Two big Leafs losses. I fortunately didn't see the one against Vancouver. Hmm. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Well, uh, I would say that the Vancouver game on Saturday night was definitely one where the Leafs offense, you could kind of see the mo- when, when you watch the Leafs and we always talk about how good their offense is. You did see a lot of that on, on Saturday night. It's like, wow. Okay. You, you know, we still can put together some really great stuff, but Oh my God. It is just a fire drill in the defensive end. Um, it seems like every game now. Uh, and Chris, I'm sure you could speak more towards even the goaltending that game as well. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I want to say is I want to congratulate the Vancouver Canucks on winning their Stanley Cup, which is beating us twice in the same year. So I really want to congratulate them. I mean, they probably won't make the playoffs, but that's fine because they beat us. But yeah, I mean, defense, goaltending, kind of always the issues. When Matthew scores two goals, Robson scores, and you still lose the game in regulation, it's pretty tough. I mean, at this point, it's a regular season. I mean, we might get caught by Boston, but again, was that, we're going to be playing Tampa or Florida either way, whether it's in the wild card or in the division. So, I mean, you can't get too upset about the results of these games, but I think the way we're losing these games, you can kind of say, if this leads into the playoffs, what are we going to do goaltending? Who starts game one? Who do we get at the trade deadline? I mean, these are all questions we got to ask. Yeah, it really feels like we're ready to pack it in. <laughs> and it's it's great, man. No, and hey, look, Nick Robertson scored when you when you put him with two offensively minded players and not penalty killers. It's crazy. Um, yeah, no, you can't be. It, it, I've been look, looking at like Jack Campbell's past couple starts. The goal totals are just crazy. Like yeah. since January, there's so many five spots. There's so many three spots and there's only a few one or two games like this is enough is enough. But do you guys think that like a big, a, a big part of it is the blue line. <laughs> I, I just don't know if we have the capability to address both of those things competently at the deadline. So what would you guys think is like the better thing to go after a defenseman or a goalie at this point? Well, I mean, and Chris, we were talking about this earlier today, but I really do think that, you got to get a goalie um, just in the current situation. If Jack can't find his groove back, you're going to have a serious problem. And I do think that Mirazik will be moved. And at the same time though, like you have to look at the blue line and kind of say to yourself, what's happening right now, especially with Jake Muzzin and the space that that's allowed us to have, you might want to capitalize on getting a top four guy. And I'm not, and, and, and that's the biggest thing about this. The least can't just say, let's go get, you know, Justin Braun over in Philadelphia. I don't know how much that's going to make a difference. I think they need a genuine top four solid defenseman that is going to change uh, the outlook on that, you know, top six there. Yeah, me and Julian were, again, talking about this earlier, and I brought up that if you get a goalie, they need to start because Campbell's a goalie that, especially with his confidence, bringing in a guy to pretty much replace him is not going to do good for his confidence. So if you're bringing in a goalie, you're betting all on that goalie, and if that goalie doesn't work out, and what, you're going to go back to Campbell again? I don't know. I think you either get a goalie that you're confident in 
which I don't know who's even available that you'd be that confident in, or you just ride it with Campbell and you say, we're going to try and address the defense and just hope Campbell can get it together before the playoffs. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to, to hinge your bets on hoping he finds his groove, you know? Um, but that's the thing. It, it when, when you look at the, the team's base stats, uh, fourth in the league in goals per game, first in power play, sixth in penalty kill, but 17th in goals against. And to be like, to give the most leash to Jack Campbell, there have been a lot of strange goals and there have been a lot of goals where he's just kind of left out to dry. Granted, obviously you can't be allowing five spots at this rate. Like you can't, like Christian said last episode, single-handedly bring down the league average save percentage by, by what was it, a point? Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. I don't know if a player has ever single-handedly scored so many goals that they're like, well, you know, goal scoring is up because of this one player in the entire league. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's clear. This is the one thing we need to address, but like what we're seeing, I mean, I know fans are always going to value things more, but seeing mock trades like Ben Chirocco for a first round pick, it, it just scares me. Like we, we can't competently address both of these needs. And I don't know. I just feel like internally we have even less to, to bring up on the goaltending side than we do. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel like that's just what we have to go off. It's like who? You know? And, and you know, the thing is when you do look at who's out there, especially in terms of like defensemen, I really do not like, like you said, Ben Sherrard, you don't want to be giving up a first round pick for him in my mind, at least. However, I do think what the Leafs could do, and this is just my opinion, but I really do think that if they did want to go for Chitron, who does have term and with Muzzin being out, you actually could afford I do think it is something that would be in their best interest. However, does that fill the defensive void that is currently need, needed to be filled in Toronto? I'm not exactly sure, but it is a move I think that they could make. Yeah, like I'm not going to lie. I, I've been waking up in cold sweats thinking about we, that we traded for Ben Sherratt. And do you guys have <laughs> on Twitter where someone like fake, like made themselves the leave page and they posted that we traded for him and somebody on the Tampa broadcast like bid on it? And then like on the broadcast, oh. they were like, oh, Sherratt uh, has been traded to Toronto or something. And then, it, it, Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I, I mean, I really don't want him. I mean, if we get him, I'll probably, like, try to cope and say, I'll be on here saying, like, no, no, it's good, guys. Come on. But No, he's, he's a good penalty. He's a minute eater. He's a minute eater. That's <laughs> always the, the best thing you can say about somebody who does absolutely nothing for your team. He needs minutes. You can play him. He has legs. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I, um, Muzzin's on LTIR, but we, we haven't gotten that cap relief yet, right? Um, I don't think they're going to put him on LTIR until we absolutely need to. So yeah, okay. Yeah, he's not. Oh, we, he is. He is on. Uh, is he? Oh, we 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 got the salary relief. He's on LTIR. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, I was just about to say. I think he is on. So okay, our current cap space is three point six million dollars. We'd still need something going out from our roster. And I genuinely really like our forward group. Yep. And if we're going to keep Nick Robertson, <laughs> like who, who, what, what can we subtract from this team in order to add? I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be Mikheyev. I really do. I really do. Because you save having to resign him. Yep. Yeah, and that's true. 
if it, yeah, if, if you get a guy with term, then that's immediately a W. Because then you just don't have to worry I mean, about I the offseason. I don't necessarily have to subtract from the roster. I mean, we still have a first-round pick. We still True. have some prospects. Um, we have a couple defensemen, and I guess we can trade. But you always want to have more defensemen than less. You can always see how much Philip Crawl is going to pull you. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the difference maker. I mean, you got Mirazic. I mean, I don't know what you can get from Mirazic at this point. I mean, the thing with Campbell is we're clearly talking about Campbell, not Mirazic for a reason, because we know Campbell yeah. can turn it around. Right. Like, we had the same defense that we had four months ago, and Campbell was one of the best goals in the league. So, clearly, he can do it with this team. Yeah, there's just something up. Mirazic, I mean, we really have no expectations for him. So. I, I think if Mirazic gets traded, it's definitely going to be, you know, wh- whatever the deal uh, could be, it'll be Mirazic plus the first round pick plus, I don't know, Mikhaev or something. Like he'll just be attached onto the deal as here's some salary for you um, in order for this to, to work. But I mean, like, the um, contract's not that bad if you're a team that doesn't care about the cap. I mean, yeah. not, he's making like a team that, that struggles to hit the cap floor on a seasonally basis, then yeah, you should be fine with taking on Mrazek. Considering yeah. like the lad, the, and uh, they, they're going to be worried too because Dimitri Yaskin, Jay Beagle, Johan Larson, those are all coming up. Do you guys, yeah. do you guys see that uh, they're, Montreal's thinking of they might be able to get something for Weber for LTIR relief? Do you think we'd be interested in that? Or do they have to take on that contract we get more space or something in the loophole? I mean, mm. What it, it like? I don't know how it would work, but if we get cap relief, I just don't see. I just don't see the Habs being like here. Here's help for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know like there's not like that big rivalry between the front offices, but it's still a divisional opponent. I mean, if we're also giving them two firsts or Ben Sherrod, I'm sure they won't be that upset about. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. They, they might be willing to to throw us a bone there. I love yeah. how it's like it's inevitable <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, I love how every time it gets more. First, it was like a first, then it's like a first and a prospect. Now it's like, dude, I can't believe Austin Matthews is on the trade block for Ben Sherratt. That's crazy. <laughs> have you guys seen the injured reserve for the Montreal Canadiens? No, I have not actually. So there's a lot. There's uh, Duran, Dvorak, David Savard, Joel Edmondson, Paul Byron, Jake Allen, Tyler Pitlagam, and Drew Hammond. However, comma, Julian, you mentioned before the start of the podcast, 7 3 0 run. Yes. Is this the new look, Montreal Canadiens? I think it's the month of March, Montreal Canadiens, but I don't think it's <laughs> the long-term, you know, let's make a final playoff push, Montreal Canadiens. As a Leafs fan, I think as all Leaf fans are, are kind of hoping for, this just continues. So the Shane Wright uh, boat kind of sails off their their dock for now, but um, – you know, at the same time, watch great analogy. <laughs> Where is he going with this? <laughs> I just, I think, I, for me, I don't know. With with the Toronto Maple Leafs luck, I kind of just feel like what will happen is the Maple Leafs. You know, we'll be like, oh wow, Montreal. You know, they didn't. Maybe they finished five spots away from the bottom, but they'll still win the lottery, and they'll still get Shane right. And we're just gonna have a decade's worth of Matthews versus Shane Wright. I just love it in four games played. Andrew Hammond has a 920 and a 2.4. Like what? <laughs> I want this to be the return. Yeah. Um. Uh, just talking about Montreal, in my opinion, they should definitely go all in at the deadline. I mean, as much as we all want Ben Sherrod, I think they should keep him because they're making a push to the playoffs. 
So yeah, I'm they can do it. They're not statistically eliminated. Exactly. They're not statistically eliminated. Um, I want to bring up Jason Robertson real quick, yeah. just because back-to-back hat tricks. Um, the first hat trick was a, just a thing of beauty, like beautiful goal after beautiful goal, an overtime winner, disgusting hands stick handling in a phone booth. The second hat trick wasn't. At, I don't know if you guys saw the Googles. It weren't as pretty. All three of them were kind of like, like wow, that well, that went in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. Like it was just funny to me just to see that the, the the two complete opposite sides of of the statistical anomaly that is that is a three goal game. But uh, no, this kid is absolutely on fire right now. The guy's got fifty four points in forty seven games, uh, chasing down a thirty goal season as well. Yes, man, I I I, I wish we had him. <laughs> the other Robertson. The Robert, other Robertson. For the cooler Robertson. <laughs> Don't, don't don't ask who don't ask the, the split on that, but seven goals combined. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> In the past two days, yeah, pretty impressive. Oh jeez. I mean, okay, like we clown on Nick a little bit. I mean, I guess it's kind of funny, but I mean, I think it's just become a joke now. But yeah, no, I, he he genuinely. He's only like what twenty years old, and he's like playing in the NHL, and he's like he scored. He's in the top six. I mean. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's doing pretty pretty damn good. We like Nick Robertson. Yeah. Like, people were, like, after that one playoff series against Columbus, people were, like, oh, he's going to get, like, 50 points next year. I mean, yeah. Relax. 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 <laughs> Relax. No, I, I we, we were always in support. I mean, the last game we were – or not last game, but last podcast, we were talking about how he needs to actually move up in the lineup. We want to see him get yeah. on the score sheet and then, and then keep – like, I'm going to move up in the lineup and see if he gets on the score sheet. And then he did. So maybe, you know – we just found out 50% of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Shelby Are there probably that'd be amazing. Are there any big storylines that like I'm completely blanking on to, well, to touch on? The uh the, the continuation of where Claude Giroux will end up um continues to get I would say a little bit more confusing because it seems like even the bigger contenders are now getting involved with who um, will get Giroud. Like I've even heard Colorado at some point now um, we know going to acquire him. Colorado's always in on the big forwards at the deadline, and then they never <laughs> they never go for it. Um, never pull the trigger. But it is interesting. I mean, it, I guess just uh, from my point of view to kind of realize how long Claude Giroux played for the Philadelphia Flyers to actually see him. Like part of me actually wants to see him succeed because he hasn't gotten that cup yet, and um, I, I really uh, am interested to see where he ends up. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not Boston or Tampa, I mean, go to the yeah, West. God no, please. Um, I have a feeling it will be Boston or Tampa. Maybe more, more likely Boston. I feel yeah, like- he's a perfect Boston Bruins. So yeah. true. Please no, like that's scary. Second of all, Boston, like the last couple of years, has always been in on like those big forwards. They'll probably get him for like a third because of knowing them. But uh, yeah, wherever he goes, I think he'll be a good addition to the team. I mean, he's probably the best player available deadline. I just really don't think he fits what we're going for. I mean, I wouldn't mind him on the team, but again, we're letting in like seven goals tonight. We can worry about the offense later. Yeah, I I think in terms of the Leafs' sake, like if they are going to make any moves on, on the forward front, maybe just a third line center. I'm not you know, 
I'm just, you know, kind of uh, spitballing, but we were talking you're about really, the, You're really just eyeballing David Camp, eh? The whole season. I going, know. Like, listen. That I think, third line center spot, it needs to change. He's, he's fan. Listen, he's a fantastic penalty killer, but I just, I know. just do doesn't. not think David Camp is a third line. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's our third line. So, especially because Kerf has been playing so well, so we put him higher in the lineup. But if you're going to keep Robertson on the second line, maybe you throw Kerf back in the middle there. And then you don't have that problem. But I, I mean, don't know. I don't really think it's that big of a deal who plays center. If yeah. Puts on the yeah. Anyways. Whoever's better at face-offs, please play center. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and these are a good face-off team. They are. They're a very good face-off team. That's like the thing is, it's cool to be a good face-off team, but that's like the thing that, that Nathan McKinnon says he wants to work on in the offseason on spitting on spit chicklets. It's like the last thing people focus on in hockey. They're like, oh my god, we're really good at face-offs. That's gonna win us. That's that'll be the difference in game seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing with uh trade deadline. I mean, what's going on with JT Miller? Like, is he just gonna stay on Vancouver now? I don't know, man. Like, like it's top ten in the league in points. They could get so much for him unless they're gonna resign him. Which I mean, I don't know why you resign. In I, I, Go ahead. But, no, I was just, I was just gonna say I I just really don't think Vancouver wants to part ways with them. Like, it does seem like. There was a ton of reports of him going. I, I, there was a report that he was going to come to Toronto at one point, but I do not think that Vancouver wants to part ways with him yet. He could get like a mountain for him. Like he's top ten leading points. He's like known like on Tampa. He had a couple of good playoff runs. I mean, I just don't know unless they're trying to squeak into a wild card spot. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't understand. Especially like yeah, if you're gonna try and squeak into a wild card spot, it still makes more sense to try and get the sun and the moon for this player. Yeah. Like especially at that cap hit, you can get an insane amount for JT Miller. He's got Six. another year on top of it. You could probably I mean I don't wanna like spitball because I don't like projecting trades, but you can you can at least get like multiple first and I assume an A-level prospect. From oh, yeah. All fans do it all the time. Just throw it random play. <laughs> you can get, like, first Sandine. Uh... Nick Robertson. Nylander, <laughs> oh, 50% retained. We'll just throw Mason Marshman in there. Don't worry. It Nothing won't matter. Will it won't matter. <laughs> it won't come back. We'll just resign after the playoffs anyways. Be beautiful. Um, another thing I want to touch on, just – because they've been really disappointed in this year's Winnipeg. I feel like we haven't talked about them once the entire Yeah, season. We definitely haven't, except for the time they get really excited to play us. That's another team that their Stanley Cup is beating in. But They're just... A really bad team to have no cap space. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vancouver. Like the gall to have no cap space and be that not great. I mean, I don't know you what's know? going on with them. I mean... They kind of have like the same team they've had the last couple of years, but I guess age catching out with some players and Hellebuck not playing like a Vesna contender probably just throws it off. Hellebuck being average. The thing is, Connor Hellebuck is his career trajectory, like for a while, well, I don't want to say for, maybe, maybe about four years, it kind of was that where it'd be like solid season, not great season, solid season, not great season. Then he strung together, like he had a Vesna year and he strung together some few seasons, but he hasn't always been like this stud this brick wall who's always a brick wall yeah. never falters like he has had some off seasons and 
Like, I don't even know what to, what to pinpoint. Like, they have a really good top six, I guess. Well, I don't know if this has anything. To, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but possibly the departure of Paul Maurice could have an impact on on what has been going on in Winnipeg. I mean, I know he thought that there needed to be a change of scenery in there, and at the same time, I don't know. I've always thought Paul Maurice was a pretty good guy, so or, or at least a, a really good coach at, at least. Yeah, good guy behind the bench. Yeah, at what point did we determine that they lost the line A trade? Because I'm ready to determine it right now. Yeah, I, I was ready to determine it when they traded Patrick Line. Um <laughs> I I listen, I do know that they that they have a top three center core in the league. Undeniably so. Uh, top three center core in the league, according yeah. to them after that trade. But <laughs> it's still yeah, no, it's really like what what's Roslovich doing too? I mean, maybe not much. There was a while where he, where he actually looked like the best piece out of that trade. Yeah. But I know Line A went on a bit of a goal-scoring streak. Rostovich has 25 points in 55 games. That's not terrible for a depth forward on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then you get Line A, who's got 41 points, 37 games, 21 goals. I think he was on a 10-game yeah. goal-scoring streak, something ridiculous like that, where he sunk the Leafs. That was fun. He's Always been... fun. <laughs> yeah, he had like a tough start to season because I remember he started good. Like in his like first ten games, and he got injured, and he was out for a couple months. And like it was kind of like as soon as he finally got a shot, he was finally free from Tortorella. He gets injured like right away, but he came back, and now he's been kind of like he's been really good. Off, so it, yeah. Although I will say, uh, credit is due to, and, I, and I'm very surprised by this player because over the last like two three weeks he's been fantastic. But Boone Jenner, um. I think he is playing with Lonnie. If I, if I, uh, I don't know if I'm correct on that, but um, Boone Jenner is just one of those people I just don't like. <laughs> I know it's probably not a good thing to say that in in this, but I don't know. He just seems like one of those people that's just like he's gonna score a hat trick tonight. Now, thanks, David. Why? Yeah. yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, <laughs> considering considering we play them, but I don't know. I don't. I just don't think Boone Jenner should could score a hatch against the Leafs. I just don't think he'd be <laughs> capable of that. Got to clip this. Be, I hope so. That'd be amazing. See, like I was on record saying that like the East playoff spots were locked from like January, which I kind of thought that was the case. But now Columbus is only ten points behind Washington. Yeah, and and Washington's been playing really badly lately. So I mean, Columbus can definitely make a run for that last spot, which I didn't think was possible. Which could be interesting. I mean, it probably won't affect us because it looks like we're going to be in the wild card too. Seriously. Yeah, that's another question I want to ask. Okay, if we do make the wild card, would you rather play the Atlantic team or Carolina? Um, I have a feeling you're going to say Carolina because of Freddie. Yeah, I mean, also because I think it depends on who the team is. Yeah, I think we have a better shot against Carolina than we do against Tampa. Yep. Florida. But yeah, like, like let let them eat each other. Yeah, it's not even that. It's because if you can get into the metro bracket, then even in the second round you have an easier matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, easier. It's either Pittsburgh or Rangers. I mean, it's not easy, but it's easier than playing the other one of Florida, Tampa, or Boston. Yeah, I, we're gonna lose in the first round, so why even talk about it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no point. I think I think both paths. Uh, 
Sorry, what what happens you... when we lose? Sorry. Oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. What happens when we lose the first round this year? I do think Keith. No, sorry, not Keith. Keith Dubis? or Dubis. One of them are going to be gone. Dubis is gone. See, I 100% disagree because if it didn't happen last year, it's not going to happen. Like, what happens when we play, we play Tampa and they just beat us in five because they're better than us and because Campbell lets in six goals a game? Like, what are we really – like, are we really going to blame Dubis for that? That's true. I That's why – The last two have been way more embarrassing. Uh-oh. Uh, but somebody has to go, Christian. I think it's Keith. I really do think it would be Keith. I know it's only oh. been two years. I know it's only been two years, but I, I think you bring in like nothing's gonna help. I mean, we're playing like we're in the best division in the league. Blow we're, it all up. We're like ten. Blow, blow know, it all up. Do, <laughs> blow it up, or you got keep Willie and up. everybody else is going. Yeah, keep running it back. Trade for Trevor Moore. <laughs> um, I don't know, like. Yeah, I get it. Like, the thing is, there, there is just, there's supposed to be some sort of, like, feeling of progress. And there hasn't been that nope. once. The closest thing we had to progress was the well, going, from, going from losing in six to Washington to, to losing in seven to Boston. And then seven mm-hmm. to Boston. And then we, we regressed five to Columbus. And seven of Montreal. <laughs> like only five the Columbus because there couldn't have been seven. If there, there couldn't have been seven, it would have been seven if it could have. We would have won game six. Are we at the point where we don't even watch the playoffs until game seven? Because like really, like it's kind of irrelevant. We know what's gonna <laughs> you already know what's happening. Even if it starts off like we're down three nothing, it's gonna be like, okay, well, we're gonna win the next three games. Call me when game seven starts. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be any level of excitement, even if we go up three and Like I think it's just gonna be like, okay. Like, you know, prove me wrong. At least we'll play someone different that we haven't played before. I mean, it's also possible we do play Boston if Florida falls off. And we, if we play Boston, I'm not watching. <laughs> like play- no, I, I, I miss them. You know, it's felt weird. It, it felt <laughs> like it's been a long time since we played Boston. I kind of miss them. I can't believe you said like, oh, I don't know. Like, you don't feel it too, now. dude. We're almost done university. Like, we're almost fully adults. Like, I need I need to bring back to my I need a, some nostalgia. Oh my childhood, okay, man. How funny would it be if we find we finally beat Boston in like seven games or whatever? And like Boston's just like totally like old and garbage set. This is in like five years from now. And we're like, yeah, we yeah. finally beat them. And Boston's like yes! Okay. <laughs> okay. Bergeron is 42 years old. Zeno Chara's on his last season. Super <laughs> Rask came back. We beat you. Yeah, but no, but for real, I think we have a decent chance against Carolina. A better yeah. chance. Maybe. I, I, it would be a, a hell of a series to watch as well. Like, uh, from an entertainment standpoint, I just, I a do lot think. storylines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So many. Um, I just think whatever path you, you know, whether it is in the Metro or the Atlantic, none, none of it's going to be easy. Um, it's kind of the lesser of two evils, to be honest. Like, even Tampa would be a fun series because I feel like that's been the series that's been, like, talked about for, like, five years now. Yeah. We'll probably never even see, even though like, one of those yeah. series we always talk about. It but, would be one of those series, I feel like, that we would lose in five. And everyone would be like, oh, man, obviously, like, the Leafs suck. They would lose in five. But we'd be like, it was a tight series. Like, it was all one-goal games. 
Yeah, it's one really of close. Three overtime games. Yeah, three overtimes. Vasilevsky's making 18,000 crazy saves a game. That's the other thing. You don't want to go up against, you know, Vasilevsky in the playoffs as well. So. Yeah, but then you also don't want to go up against Sturkin. And then you also don't want to go up against. <laughs> I know one goalie I want to go against. Yeah. Freddie Anderson. Watch Freddie play his best hockey. No. Can't wait. The best hockey you've ever seen. It, it, Tony D'Angelo it, scores it, a goal in the name of Trump every single period. <laughs> if, if we play Carolina and it goes to game seven, the game just might not ever end. <laughs> if we win a game seven or Anderson wins a game seven, I don't think either of those are possible. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we just start a black hole at center ice. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the 56th overtime now. Johnson, 417 to 382 for the Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in comparison to the, to the East, the West, I mean, it's just really boring. Like, I don't know, like, any matchup that looks even remotely good. I mean, I guess Calgary-Edmonton, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um, we can talk about Michael's back, so... Yep. He's uh, back actually, for Vegas. Not only is Eichel back. And now we he... get to see them at still not full strength because the playoffs <laughs> haven't started yet. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait to eventually see their full roster. It'll be really cool. Never this is really to. like the NHL is kind of just turning into Marvel. Oh they're like, God. okay, no, no, no. We're you're gonna get to see him, but it's gonna be in like the later one. Don't worry. <laughs> well, the later, the later version. Really? Oh, yeah, are we ever going to see like a McDavid McKinnon series or like Matthews do anything in the playoffs? I feel like no best players like <laughs> playoffs. No, no. Cause it's the Every NHL Islanders. and the, the era of stars winning died with Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. It really, no, it really feels like who was the last um, Kucherov, I guess. Cause it's yeah. lightning, but like, Really, yeah. When you look at the big scope of the league, the stars, not many championships amongst them, but they're also very young. To be fair, sure. to be fair, the and I think that that is a good thing for for the sport that most of the superstars are on the younger side. It's a good, yeah, thing that you know you get a lot of new skill. But it would be nice to see, like these matchups. Like you want to see McDavid in the playoffs. You want to see him go deep in the playoffs. You want to see him play against guys like Nathan McKinnon or Kirill Kaprizov or Jack Eichel. Like, those matchups are fun. And that's what I like about basketball. Like, that, that's what the, the difference is for me. Like, I like that for the matchups and for the names. And I just, like, we're just not watching hockey for that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair enough. The equivalent if, like, in, like, the 2010 era, if Chicago was getting knocked out by Anaheim every year and, like, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. by, like, Columbus. And exactly. Every, like, literally, that's the equivalent. Because – yeah. Teams like the Islanders, Montreal, like they've been making. I mean, I'm so happy the Islanders are in the playoffs this year. It's gonna make them ten times more enjoyable. Finally, <laughs> finally, it's been like three years, but those teams making deep runs. I mean, good for those teams. I mean, if I was a fan of one of those teams, I'd be saying, "Oh, who cares about stars? Win the game." But we all yeah. know for the league in general, from even yeah, for the good of the market, you want the teams with the stars to be the teams that are making it. Well, if you even think about the Stanley Cup final itself, over the last like 10 years, the viewership for the Stanley Cup final has fallen every single year. And if you mm-hmm. want that to 
get a good rating, you need those good matchups. Like it's more entertaining if you have like Crosby versus like if the Penguins play Edmonton, Crosby versus McDavid, there's a storyline there. Everyone's going to be intrigued. If it's Columbus and Minnesota, I don't think you're going to have a lot of the, the American viewership for hockey is already, you know, dropping quite significantly. I actually think the MLSC has more viewership than the NHL right now in America. Um, which is the MLS. Yeah, I didn't have to. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm um, bad for soccer, boys. No, it's good. <laughs> no, it's good. good. Um, yeah, the thing is, like, there's something to be said about the unpredictable matchups, especially in the playoffs. Like, it's always fun to see upsets, but I don't want to see the Tampa Bay Lightning, the best constructed team in hockey, go up against this ragtag group of kids carried by a, a goalie that has been playing out of his mind, and you literally mentally broke him because you were so bad as a hockey team. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see that. That's not fun. I want to see them play against Colorado or, or Vegas. Like that's, that's some crazy clash of the Titans, but we just don't get that. No, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see this year. I mean, actually speaking of Edmonton, do you guys actually believe they will make the playoffs being where they are right now? They better. It? If they they better. Um, I hope not though. I hope, I hope they miss because I really want to see what Connor McDavid does. Hmm. I, I want to see them make it because I just want to watch those games. I think it's funnier if they lose in the first round than if they just don't make it. That's true. It's, it's like more uncertain for them too. Like, what do we do with them? Like, we made the playoffs, but yeah, exactly. That's the first round. Yeah. I guess yeah. like the question is, does do the Oilers acquire a goaltender at the deadline? You know, because... they've kind of had one player who everyone has said they should get that they haven't gotten. And Mark Andre Fleury, and I haven't heard it of them pursuing him nope. in any capacity. I it's like it, the the how much more do you need? Like that's the one player that you have to go after. Yeah, they're waiting till the deadline. Honestly, they could acquire God Himself, and I don't think they'd do anything for them. <laughs> God Himself, and then they'd eventually find a way to to water god down to trade for ryan strome and then let him go and then he becomes oh, a star again no, the fans would be saying uh dry saddle and god don't even play on the same line <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna reunite them yeah oh. I, I think that's a good time to wrap it up I, yeah I, probably <laughs> it's a good time to wrap up all right <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Above the S and the Numbers. This has been your boys, Christian, David, and Julian. We will be back next week with more uh, depressing Leafs talk. Yay! <laughs> also, go Flames! Yeah, also one thing. What do you think the score in the outdoor game is going to be? Um, one nothing. Wow. Because I will be there. True. And, uh, Buffalo. Actually, no, no, no. That wouldn't make any sense. It'll be, it'll be four... Buffalo because they gotta they gotta score a lot of goals. Uh I'm gonna ramp it up. I think it's gonna be six five Toronto in overtime. That'd be fun. I'm I'm gonna go ten three Buffalo. Ten three. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, at least two of us have it right with, with the team winning. All right. Um <laughs> episode. Take care. Yeah.